It took some time, but finally, the world recognizes that men make the best women. And women are best when they act like men. Women have had their time in the limelight for far too long. It was pretty much like a whole uh, quarter century, maybe half century. But don't worry, post-liberals enlighteners have come down from their ivory tower to enlighten humanity and liberate women, enlightening them just how to be woman. You see, to become the woman of the year, you need to be a man. To become the greatest women athlete, well, you need to be a man. It's very simple. What happens if you if you say if you were so lucky to be born a woman? Well, first we're here to tell you that there is no such thing as a woman. It is a quite a unidentifiable mystery, undefinable. Unless you're a man, then you can become a woman if you feel woman-ish or woman-ness. Uh, but if you were born with all the parts of the feminine specimen of the human race, the solution, the only solution for your real freedom is to become a man. You can still become a man and have babies as men have babies all the time. This way, we will successfully, collectively, as the human race, erase womanhood. And that is the goal of the new world order, after all, to erase women. The ruling elite has successfully begun to establish their new dystopia without women in Afghanistan, their latest project that has been quite successful, where girls still aren't allowed to go to school after seven months. For they will only take up the space of boys who are attending the all-girls school. After all, girls is an undefinable thing, so why should we even have schools for girls? This successful operation in Afghanistan is completely a, a great picture, picturesque, of the destabilization of a nation, which is one of our goals as the New World Order. The New World Order, we've had mild success in 2020 and 2021 with the spreading of multiple fear variants to shut down global economies. But we hope that with the help of Vlad, we can really destabilize the global powers that be so that from the ashes of your family, we can raise your children as identityless units. But of course, they need to carry their digital biometric cards with them everywhere that they go at all times. That way we can identify them, but not by their name. After all, names are merely constructs, social constructs of cavemen that are meant to repress and, and destroy the true freedom of being identityless while being tracked by your every move. After all, where we're going, we don't need names, nor do we need babies. So please, birthing people, stop having little units because where we go are going, we don't need women. I mean, our uh, birthing people. Welcome to Lucas Crobot Show. I'm Lucas Crobot, and this is where we uncover purpose, pursue truth, and own the future. It is March 24th, 2022, episode 275. If you couldn't tell from our intro, we're going to be talking all about the trans agenda and how it's 
it's really an, it's an assault against women. It is an assault against women, the erasure of women in the name of progressive women, feminism. Uh, many, uh, a few, many conversations this week, but a few with feminists here in the Middle East that are just outraged that this is happening as it's, it really is a total agenda to erase women. But before we get into the, the, the trans agenda alphabet politics and crazy culture wars, we're going to turn to Russia and Ukraine. Some of the headlines from, from, the, from the front is just quite shocking. 40,000 have been killed, captured, or missing in action. The losses of the Soviet Union exceed the losses that the losses of Russia right now exceed the losses of the Soviet Union in Afghanistan. Uh, squadrons are ordered to kill deserting soldiers. Um, it is not looking good. It is not looking good for Putin. There is a, a story that's out of a deserting soldier, a captain who is going to go back to Russia, but who was told if he returned to Russia that he would be shot and killed for going AWOL. So what did he do? He surrendered to the Ukrainian forces instead. He called them up. He, he set up a meet point and surrendered to Ukrainian forces. But what is most shocking about all this, besides the horrific war, is that now Facebook, Facebook is allowing you to post hate comments, death threats, as long as it's in alignment with their political agenda. This, this is the thing. All this censorship of tech and media, censorship of, of journalists, it's not because these Big tech people in the, their ivory towers, the ruling elite, really care about you as a person. All they care about is their agenda. So if something is aligned with their agenda, they will let it go on. They will let the hate speech, the hate threats, all of that go on because they are the ones, after all, who define what hate speech means. They are the ones that define what is hateful and what is true, even if something is factually true. But it's revealing the, idi the idiocy of their, their worldview and agenda, the, the lack of coherency in the things that they're doing. Well, that is now defined as violent speech, hate speech, discriminatory and bigoted. But now you can, Meta, Facebook, relax their policies on hate, hate speech to permit Facebook and Instagram, Instagram users in certain countries, to call for violence against Russia and its military on Thursday as P President Vladimir Putin continued his country's offensive in Ukraine. Now, I don't agree with Putin. I think he's a madman. He's not a great guy. He is not someone that you want to be controlling your country. He's not someone that you want to be controlling the new world order. Just last week, we had... Uh, Mikhail, on the show, half Russian, half Ukrainian, was born in the USSR. And just days before, days before the invasion, he was in Ukraine 
and he, he had to leave for other reasons days before the invasion. And he said on the show last week that Ukrainians love living in Ukraine because they know that they can have a dissenting view against the, the government, that they have a level of freedom of speech that doesn't exist in Russia. And that, I think, is great. I don't, I don't fully agree with things that are happening in Ukraine. Both sides have entered into a censorialship uh, battle because this really is a battle of information. It is a war of the public opinion right now on a global scale. It is a battle of propaganda, and both sides are engaging in it, both sides. And who pays the price? Who pays the price in these instances? Well, right now it's the Ukrainian people. It's the Ukrainian civilian, the, the baker down the road, the construction worker, the delivery driver. It's these people who are paying the price. Facebook goes on and says, as a result of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, we have temporarily made allowances for forms of political expression that would normally violate our rules, like violent speech, such as death to the Russian invaders. We still won't allow credible calls for violence against Russian civilians, that a spokesperson told Reuters in a statement. Which is funny, because I can remember a time when a sitting president said some mean things on Twitter and Facebook. Not calling for violence or saying things like death to an entire people group, death to Russians. Not calling for that. And uh, I'm pretty sure this sitting president got deplatformed from every platform, just totally shut off. That's okay. That's okay to shut down speech that you don't like. But it is not okay. I guess I need to say that the other way. It's okay in this instance to say speech that the platform likes, that pre presses their agenda, but it's not okay to say something that goes against their agenda, that goes against what they see is right and just in the world. They are becoming the arbiters of truth, the arbiters of communication. They are becoming a publisher saying, we are going to control the masses and control the publishing of information based on what we allow people to say and don't allow people to say. And therefore, we can shape public opinion because now if all you see is someone saying one thing that is aligned with big tech's agenda and no one saying anything that is against it, that what, what you might be thinking, for instance, that a man is a man and a woman is a woman and a man cannot become a man such as gender dysphoria is a, a mental illness that needs to be treated, not affirmed, not just accepted as something that's great and awesome. But it, we should be actually be helping these people. We should be helping people with gender dysphoria to get free from gender dysphoria, not to further in bondage them in this. Well, the Ukrainian government, of course, we're in the middle of a war. And I, as I've said many times, I, the Ukrainian government has called on NATO and has called on America to help them. Rightly so. They're in the middle of a war. Zelensky is in the middle of a war. There's, there's some things I've heard about him, some things that I don't really like. 
But he's right to call to the West and ask people, hey, come and help us in this hour. Now, NATO and the United States and the surrounding nations are also right to say, actually, right now, this is not in our best interest, if that's what is ultimately decided. But that does not mean that I agree with everything that the Ukrainian government is doing, just like I don't agree with everything that the American government is doing, just like I don't agree with everything that conservatives are saying and doing, even though I obviously am a conservative. It's okay to have thoughts and ideas that conflict, that it's okay to disagree with someone that you mostly agree with all the time. Well, the Ukrainian government is, is converting all of their systems into a digital ID system called the DIA, which means action. It's also an acronym that stands for the state and me. Now, it kind of sounds cool on the onset as it, it's an app that includes all of your national ID cards, all of your biometrics, your driver's license, everything that you could possibly need registration forms, insurance policies, tax documents, birth certificates, all on one app, which, you know, if I was a hacker, I would be like, this is great. I can, you know, I'll just assault the system. I'll hack it and I'll get everyone's information that's sitting there all in one spot. Of course, it probably has a lot of conveniences. So that when you're dealing with government agencies, which often have a lot of bureaucracy everywhere in the world, you can easily move through the system, you can easily get things done. So that, on that note, I bet people really enjoy it. However, it also opens the door for control. It opens the door to shut someone's life down, just like we're seeing on social media. Everyone's getting, not everyone, people who disagree with the ruling party of social elites can have their mouth silenced on these social media platforms in a click of a button until they comply with the, the power's agenda, with big tech agenda. And what this opens up is a door for your life to be shut down at a click of a button, not from having gone through a court of law and be tried for a crime and put in prison, but just, hey, you said something that we don't like and we've determined that that is a hate crime, that that is hate speech, and therefore, we are going to limit the amount of money that you can spend. Therefore, we are going to instantly limit your life. Your cards won't work anymore. Your ID is now revoked. This is a, a social credit scoring system, just like we're seeing social credit scoring systems in social media where things are bumped up and down in algorithms, except this will just be done a different way. This is already happening in China. It is already happening in China and it is going to con increase to continue happening across other places in the globe. Well, this whole, whole right-wing, alt-right conspiracy theory of the new world order, which we mentioned in our intro, is it, though? Is it just uh, an alt-right conspiracy of the new world order? We talked about what a new world order is, what a world order is. It's the way that not just governments inside of a nation interact with each other, but who is the ruling power? In what way are trade routes structured and who do, the, do those favor? Those are, that's the new world order. That is a world order. 
what country sits on top. So before America, it was the British Empire. That was the world order. The Ottoman Empire at one point was the world order. The Dutch had a world order. The, the French at one point were on top of the world order. The Romans, the Greeks, it has been a, a cycle through history. So it could be conspiratorial when we talk about the new world order and all that it means. But at the same time, it's not because they are talking to and say they, I mean, the ruling elite, I mean, the post-liberal. And I'm, I'm saying post-liberal very specifically because when, when you hear this clip from President Joe Biden, he even re re refers to the fact that we have been living in a liberal world, that the world order, we've had a liberal world order, and now we're about to have a new world order. Well, if we've had a liberal world order, and that world order is going to change, that means it's going to be a post-liberal world order. Now, what sort of values exactly ends up being established in that world order? Only time will tell. But I suspect from their language around things like green energy, carbon zero, green new deal, which by the way is now totally just, it's out the window. I think everyone sees that this thing is a total hoax. It's, it's not sustainable. We don't have the technology yet to see that. And that's why these pipelines are so important. That's why gas prices are going through the roof. Because we are still dependent and we will continue to be dependent for a long time until we see a totally revolutionary form of energy be, being developed, which we're not there. But I digress. Here is the president of the United States, President Joe Biden, who is speaking to a, a business roundtable, I believe in Delaware, in the United States. I think this presents us with some significant opportunities to make some real changes. You know, we are at an inflection point, I believe, in the world economy. Not just the world economy, in the world. It occurs every three or four generations. As one of, them, as the, uh, one of the top military people said to me in a secure meeting the other day, 60, 60 million people died between 1900 and 1946. And uh, since then, we established a liberal world order, and there that has not happened world in order. a long while. A lot of people died, but nowhere near the chaos. And now is a time when things are shifting. We're going to there's going to be a new world order out there, and we've got to lead it. And we've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing. It. There it is. We're going to have a new world order out there, and we've got to lead it. We've got to be the ones who are on top of this new world order. And in many ways. <laughs> I have to say, in many ways, I do hope that it ends up being America that is leading a new world order. And if not America, I hope that it is a nation with a morality, a nation with values, a nation that does not suppress freedom of speech or freedom of religion or does not suppress real, real women's rights like in Afghanistan where w girls are not allowed to go to school. Young girls, not allowed to go to school. Sorry, can't go to secondary school, can't get an education. So there are a lot of systems in play or systems that are putting people in internment camps right now because of their ethnicity. Because you're Uyghur, you're ending up in an internment camp. There's a lot of powers out there that I do not want to see ruling the world. And I hope and I pray 
that as we see a new world order emerge, that it does not become a, a world order that all of us regret living in. But as Biden, President Biden said, there is a, we, we saw a liberal world order being established, and now we're about to see a new world order economically, globally. It is coming. They know that it's coming. Now, America, I, I do believe, has been a great blessing to, to the world in many, in many facets and in many ways. However, they have also exported through Hollywood and through really post-liberal ideology, post, um, post-modern ideology, very toxic ideas that are destroying, destroying nations and, and societies across the world. One of that, one of those things that happened even recently, we talked about it, Afghanistan, was America's withdrawing from Afghanistan. There are many, Afghanistan is a complicated issue. But to the Afghans that I have talked with personally, many actually liked the freedoms that they enjoyed when America was there, when they set up an Afghan uh, government, though, although it was very corrupt, people had a level of freedom that they did not have before the Taliban. Where, when the Taliban was ruling Afghanistan in the late 90s, it was horrendous. Horrendous treatment of children and women and men, men who disagreed. Executions, women not allowed to go to school, women being flogged and executed in public places because they weren't wearing the right thing or they were in the wrong place or they were going, sending their daughters to school. This happened. Now, when America came in, there was a lot of problems that occurred. There's a, there's a lot of unjust war crimes that happened. People, innocent people died. However, a lot of people would say that they enjoyed the liberties that they were able to experience underneath American power, underneath the protection of the U.S. military, which was upholding the, the Afghan government. Well, the New World Order came in and said, this is no longer part of our agenda. We're just going to pull out our troops regardless. And when I say New World Order, really, I just mean President Joe Biden, against all sound policy, decided to pull out. And who is suffering? Who suffers? Well, one of the groups that suffer is young girls who for seven months, they have not been allowed to attend school. Well, just this Wednesday, a couple days ago, the Taliban ordered secondary schools in Afghanistan to shut just hours after they reopened. An official com confirmed sparking confusion over the policy reversal by the hardline Islamic groups. So after seven months, they finally said, okay, we're going to reopen schools so that girls can go to high school. And then hours later, they shut it back down. The erasure of women. It's happening. It's been happening. And we need to see it stop happening because women are mothers, are the backbone of society. 
from marketplaces to homes. They are the ones that raise up, that pour into, that disciple our children, that make our children, boys and girls, into pillars of society. They are the ones who are the strength of homes. And we need to see them protected. We need to see them supported. I've often talked about who, who's the, the greatest person, the greatest person in your life. Who's the, the greatest person in society? Who, who might that be? And I always say, it is a mom. It's a mother who serves sacrificially for years, changing diapers, raising children. And hopefully she has a husband who helps in the changing of the diaper and the making of the food, who helps around the house, certainly. But the left, the, the, post, the post-liberal left, want to see women totally and completely erased. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. In a post-truth society where we've exchanged truth for lies and reason for postmodern irrationality, the absurd finally makes sense. Well, you probably saw on the news this week, Leah Thomas, who's, who comes from Leah, the word Leah comes from William, William Thomas, who he now changed his name to Leah, but he's still a man. Leah Thomas, born with an X and a Y chromosome, is a man. Was a, and still is, a swimmer for, for Ivy League universities. He was okay. You know, placed 400, couldn't even make the, the relay team. But he decided and felt in the deepness of who he was that he was really a woman and was accepted to swim for Penn State. And swept, you know, won all these the competitions, not all of them, but one of 200 meter freestyle, I believe, killed, destroyed the competition, just uh, controversy all over the place about this trans athlete, about this man swimming in a woman's race. The whole, the whole reason that we have men and women's sports is because the biological frame of a man is stronger than the biological frame of a woman. That's the reason that we have two totally different segregated sports so that we could make space for women to compete, so that we could make space for women to excel, so that we could make space to showcase women, XX chromosome women. But the left wants to do away with this totally. They, they, they want to just do away with it. Well, it, it's no longer, by the way, it's no longer the LGBTQ community for those who, who really want to have your, your acronyms correct. It is now the LGBTQQIP2SAA. I want to make sure that we're you know, in, inclusive on this show, realizing that there are millions and millions of uh, different sexual identities that you can identify as, um, even though there's not. There's two. 
There's male and there's female. You can identify as a million things. You can identify as a bicycle. And people these days are willing to say, you know what, if you identify as a bicycle, at first I might think you're crazy, but if you keep saying it enough and enough and enough, I might actually believe you. I might believe that you're a bicycle. Sure, I'll let you identify as a bicycle. I'll let you identify as whatever race you want. Why not? Who am I to say what your truth is and what your reality is? Who am I? Well, we found this amazing interview from, uh, from this race this week that uh, I wanted to play. This clip is a little long, but uh, wow. This, this is just an amazing interview with, uh, with Leah. As the current champion of the Strong Woman competition, Strong Woman. Miss Woman, do you feel ready? Oh yeah, I'm ready, David. There are just so many amazing women athletes out here today. It makes me so proud. Now, this is the first year that a trans woman is in the competition. How do you feel about that? Amazing. I feel honored to be a part of history. I have a lot of incredible trans friends who are athletes, and so we're all inspired this woman's competing. Uh-huh. And uh, have you actually ever met Heather Swanson? Uh, no, I've never competed against her before, no. She's not exactly your average trans athlete. Well, what is an average trans athlete? Honestly, I find that kind of bigoted, David. Okay. Heather Swanson is actually joining us now. Miss Swanson, how does it feel to be competing today? I can't tell you how free I feel now that I've started identifying as a woman. <laughs> I'm, I'm just getting news from my producer right now. Oh, my goodness. This is an, an interview from the swim meet. This is an interview from South Park. Man, South Park is w w a great prophetic voice in this generation. Somehow they're, they're so... They're able to see into the future with such clarity. And here is a skit that they drew up a few years ago of uh, a strong women's competition. But these, these lines, these lines that this uh, women competitor says, it's so, it is so cliched. Let me play this again. Trans athlete. Honestly, I find that kind of bigoted, David. Okay. Well, what is an average trans athlete? Honestly, I find that kind of bigoted, David. Yeah. What what is what is an average trans like how do you right how do you even measure what an average trans athlete is? Oh, it's a man. Well, then here on this brilliant South Park skit, here comes the man. Okay. Heather Swanson is actually joining us now. Miss Swanson, how does it feel to be competing today? I can't tell you how free I feel now that I've started identifying as a woman. <laughs> now that I can compete as female, I'm ready to smash the other girls. And is it... Oh my gosh. Finally, finally, I'm so glad that this strong man uh, feels so liberated because he's finally found his, his true identity. He's finally be, been limited, uh, liberated from the the uh the cords of the patriarchy and he can be who he's really meant to be correct you just started identifying as female two weeks ago i'm not here to talk about my transition i'm here to kick some <laughs> let me tell you something dingleberry david perry i'm gonna roll up the other women here <laughs> and i'm gonna smoke them <laughs> i am the strongest woman this state has ever seen <laughs> What what is I think even more ironic is that this is really the talk track of every trans athlete. You know, I'm not here to 
I'm not here to talk about my transition. I'm just here to compete and, you know, to be the, just so proud to be the best and strongest woman that is here. Now you, you might think that, well, this is kind of crazy and it is, it is crazy, but this is exactly what is happening. This is, this is such a lucid moment by South Park describing exactly what is happening in absurd and crazy terms. But this is what we're seeing. A man can identify as a woman, go through some hormone therapy, even though he's been training as a man for years in in college, training as a man, decides, no, I'm a woman. Let me just get my estrogen levels or your testosterone levels a little lower, and then I'll be able to smash all the other women. If I was sent by someone in, in the region, this interview this week of a, one of the moms of the competitors who swam against Leah Thompson, Thomas in the race. She, she came on this show, uh, anonymously because her daughter would face a severe amount of backlash. They were put on under gag orders as saying, you're not allowed to talk to the media. You're not allowed to disagree with what we have decided as the NCAA and as these universities. Well, here is the, the mom describing what generally has happened about uh, in the story, what's happened with Leah Thompson. A little history for those unaware. Prior to renaming, Will was a respectable Ivy League swimmer, finishing second at conference in the distance events of the 500,000 and 1650-yard freestyles. Will was not an NCAA championship swimmer. In fact, Will was not even fast enough to be not not even fast enough in the 200 free to be one of the four men on Penn's team selected for the men's four by 200 yard freestyle relay, a relay that in its own right didn't come close to qualifying for NCAAs and finished fourth out of eight teams in the Ivy League in 2019. In other words, he is a normal swimmer. He's not that great. He's not placing. He's not meddling. He can't cut it as a guy. He can't. He's not winning as a guy. Middle of the road. But overnight, listen to what happens. Fast forward a few weeks to the mid-season travel meets where Leah posted the fastest times in the country among women, faster than NCAA winning times from the previous year and faster than all of our Olympians still racing in women's collegiate swimming. Overnight. Transitions. Whether it's a couple years or a couple weeks, all of a sudden, this guy goes from being a, a run-of-the-mill male swimmer to beating, just smashing records, being faster than Olympian collegiate swimmers, actual female swimmers. But what is most crazy, what is most deluded And it's really delusion. This really is a delusion. I truly believe that this is a delusion that is being sent to America. It is a delusion 
to make people believe what is false. It is in the spiritual realm. It is a delusion and people are drinking it up because they're not thinking for themselves because they've, they've, they've discounted truth and they're believing just total absurdity and lies. And so I, I think they're just being made given these delusions to fall into, to see just how absurd, how absurd this, this view that there is no such thing as truth, that there's no such thing as morality, there's no such thing as good and wrong, right and evil. There's no such thing as that. It's all relatively moral, and it's just how do you feel? If you feel good, if it, it makes you feel great, then do it. It's post-liberal control that destroys the family. I believe that this is a, a, a delusion that hopefully will make a lot of people wake up and see how insane this all really is. The, the mom continues to, to speak out on this show. She calls up the UCLA saying, hey, this is totally totally unfair. Um, I, I heard that this man is swimming on my daughter's league. Can you explain, like, explain this to me? Like, this can't happen. This is totally uh, unfair. Listen to what she has to say. I was met with the single most stunning response I've ever received on any issue. And this is the response from the UCLA. She calls up the UCLA is having a conversation saying, this is happening, like, we need to stop this. This is what the UCLA, the, the one who, the organization that stands up for women's rights, the organization that stands up for things that are unjust, this is what the arbiters of justice and morality in America, of the post-liberal worldview, has to say on this matter. I was told that the words biological and genetic have no business being in a discussion around sex and gender. Biology and genetics have no room to be in a conversation about sex and gender? I mean, the foolishness, the absolute idiocy of a statement like that. Mind-blowing. But I get in conversations I get in conversations with people all the time on social media that are, are echoing the same thing. We're totally buying in to this narrative. Well, gender isn't sex and sex isn't gender and they're separate and they're different. And, oh, she goes on. I was told trans women are women, they are female, they are girls, no language that minimizes that point should be tolerated. I was told it was an offensive question, my language was out of date. I was told that sex and gender are equally important and that the ACLU is actively removing sex from legal documentations and legal language. The ACLU is actively removing sex from legal documentation and legal language. They are explicitly trying to wipe out women and womanhood. They're trying to make the entire society an androgynous makeup blob of people. 
androgynous, it, it means this, you're not one sex or the other. You're not male, you're not female, you're just some sort of weird hybrid blend between the two. Why? Because, well, there's many layers of why. People down at the bottom, they don't know. They don't really know what's going on. They're just following the talk tracks. People in middle management, they're trying to push their progressive agenda. People up at the top, I, I do believe it's because they are looking to destroy the moral, moral fabric. They're trying to destroy families. And if you can destroy a family, if you can destroy the moral fabric of a nation, then you destabilize the nation from within. You cause it so that families aren't able to support themselves because there's not a strong family unit to provide care for children. Children then are confused. They don't have a, a family to go to. So they're then being educated by the state. And then the state increasingly has more control. There's a breakage of generational wealth transfer because marriages are falling apart. The state has more control. And then you can set up a new world order. You can set up a totally new system that looks different. She continues. I tried to gently prod at the preposterous arguments I was hearing, and I was met with an absolute brick wall when she concluded with, let me tell you with certainty, the ACLU will never represent cis women against women. The ACLU will never represent cis women against men who claim to be women. This is, this is where... The world is going, and it's not just in America. It's not just in Europe. It is happening all across the subcontinent of Asia. It's happening across here in the Middle East. It's happening on a global scale, on a global scale. This confusion, because of the diffusion of information that's happening through social media and that's being controlled, only certain narratives are allowed, only certain narratives are shown. The world is falling under this delusion of, of gender dysphoria. And people, even all across this region, are choosing their pronouns and identifying differently and are responding in the same way that they're seeing people respond on social media with triggers and trigger warnings. It is being exported all across the world. Well, I don't have a whole lot of hope. I mean, I, actually I do. I have, I have a whole lot of hope. But when it comes to America and the Supreme Court pick right now, this is, I, I really think this is picturesque of what the post-liberal left wants People to believe, wants people to think. Here is the uh, justice potential, future Justice Jackson, uh, who is chosen because she is a black woman. She's chosen by the Biden administration to be the next person that sits on the Supreme Court, which is the highest court in America, which is a lifelong tenure. This person is chosen explicitly because. She is a black woman, not chosen because of the, the list of her accomplishments, 
But Biden set out, President Biden set out to say, I'm going to find a black woman to sit on that bench. And this is the agenda and the worldview and the thought process that this woman has. And I believe this is what really they want all people in America to think exactly like this, all people in the world to think exactly like this. Here's, here's her in one of these Senate hearings. Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? N- not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. Of- First of all, that smirk on her face. <laughs> and second of all, this woman is supposed to sit on the highest court in America, and she can't define woman w- what a woman is. And then her excuse is like, oh, I'm not a biologist. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Can you look at a dog and say, like, well, that's a dog. Well, that's a house. Well, that's a building. Do you need to be an an engineer to know what a building is? I'm not a biologist. And the deep irony is that she's sitting in that chair because she's a woman. She has no problem for women justices or black women justices. That's great. It's like it, it makes no difference to me. The problem And the issue is the ideas behind the person, the ideas that's sitting in someone's head. Can't, no way, can she define what a woman is? Easy. Someone with an X and an X chromosome is a woman. X, X chromosome, woman. Well, she was also asked, can can you define when life begins? Here it is. When, when, uh, When does life begin? In your opinion? Senator, um, I don't know. (laughs) Ma'am? I don't know. Doesn't know when life begins. Doesn't know what a man and a woman is. And really, this this is what the the post-liberals want people to believe, not just in the West, but they're exporting these ideas all across the globe, all across the globe. Here's a, a final clip, a final clip from this segment from our, our one and only South Park. I won! I'm a strong woman! Look at it! It's insane! I'm the best! I'm the strongest! <laughs> well, this show is brought to you by listeners like you. This is a value for value podcast. We don't have sponsors. On the show, we're not running ads in ad spaces. Instead, it's people like you who are getting value out of the show who are giving back to the show. So if you get value out of the show, you can give value back to the show by visiting lucasrobot.com backslash support, and you can give your hard, cold fiat there. Or if you are into Web3 and Bitcoin and all that, you can listen on a podcasting 2.0 certified app like Breeze or Podfriend, and you can stream your sats and satoshis there as you listen. Well, don't go away. We'll be right back with our closing Weaver and Loom segment. Welcome back to Weaver and Loom, a part of the show where we take ancient wisdom and we weave it in with our everyday lives so that we can own our future and weave our destinies. 
Well, today's quote comes from Solomon, Prophet Solomon, Proverbs. He writes, Do not speak in the hearing of a fool, for he will despise the good sense of your words. This is absolutely true. Absolutely true. Do not throw your pearls before swine. Don't speak around people who blatantly have despised good sense, who blatantly decide that they can't define what a woman is because they're not a biologist. That is despising good sense. But I've gotten in so many conversations where there is just such a, a lack of rationality. And oftentimes, the argument comes, well, it's just so complicated. It's just, you know, these are very complicated issues. It's just not really apparent on what should be done here. Well, no, it's actually, this is actually a very simple issue. It's actually not confusing. It's actually not complicated. They want to make it confusing and complicated on things like abortion. When does life begin? Well, man, I don't know when life, I don't know. Who, who am I to know when life begins? It begins at conception. Instead, right now in America, the depravity of America, in Colorado, they're pushing a bill that would say that if a mother gives birth, first it says that a baby in a womb has no rights, no rights whatsoever. And that even after the mother gives birth, if the mother fails to do something, the mother gives birth and just lets the baby sit there and die, well, that's okay because it's just a fetus. It has no rights. The mother's not responsible. That's not murder. It's not a human. The babies aren't humans and women aren't women. They're birthing people. And soon we won't need birthing people because we're just going to grow everyone in test tubes anyways. We're just going to homogenize the human race. And really erase women on a global scale. It is, it, is, it is truly scary where we're going. But they like to complicate. They like to complicate these issues. And, oh, it's just so hard. Just, how do you know? How can you tell? It's just so complicated. Your response should be, no, it's, it's actually quite simple. It's not complicated like you say. A man is a man and cannot become a woman. A woman is a woman and cannot become a man. You're born with an X or a Y chromosome. XX, XY. Yes, there are rare cases where someone is born with a third chromosome, and that's an abnormality. But if you're born with an XX chromosome, you are a woman. And if you like to do boyish things, quote unquote, I don't think they're boyish, quote unquote, boyish things, whether that's be, go into carpentry or play basketball, that doesn't mean you're a man. It just means, hey, you like to do these. I don't want to say boyish. I don't really think they're boyish. You want to do this certain subset of things that are been assigned to something that's more masculine. And if you're a man and you like to cook, if you're a man and I don't know, 
You feel like you're extra emotional. That doesn't mean that you're a woman. It just means that there's a spectrum of humanity. But you're still a man. And you'll always be a man. It is simple. And men should not compete in women's sports. Well, that's all for this episode this week. Thanks for being with us. Uh, If you want to get more out of this episode and you want to help the show, you can do so by sharing it with people that you love. Uh, Text it to them, WhatsApp, message, post. By sharing the show with people, it will help the show and help get uh, a culture that we want to see. Truth, because it really is. A man is a man and a woman is a woman. That is truth. You don't, have to, you don't have to wonder and seek that out. You don't have to be confused about, is this really true or not? It's, it's truth. That one is truth. And the truth is what sets you free. I've been in conversations this week. Oh, well, I know so many people who, once they identified as a woman, they feel so liberated. Just like in this South Park clip, literally the same, the same thing from the South Park clip. Now that I feel like I've identified as a woman, I feel so free. <laughs> But that's not truth. The truth is, and the truth sets you free, that there's men and women, nothing else. And those, it's so funny, those people who are arguing that the truth has set their friends free, that they're now identifying as the opposite gender. They are also the ones saying, I'm just trying to keep these people alive. You know, the suicide's rate so high, and they're always on the edge of just falling apart and, and killing themselves, which I hope they don't do. I personally do hope, do not hope that they do that. It is horrible. It is a mental illness. They're, I mean, oppressed and oppressed by this. We're not helping people by tying them to their bondage and saying, yep, it's, it's totally normal that you would want to end your life. That's totally normal. No, it is not. And if If this was truth and it was really setting people free, then they wouldn't still have these issues. But it's not truth. The truth is there's male and female. And so that is something that is worth sharing and spreading. And that is something that you can be sure of. Well, that is all for this week's episode. Thanks for being here. Remember, you are a truth seeker. And now you have a piece of truth, which you knew since you were like three. So go out this week and take that. Break down people's confusing conversations, convoluted, and hit them over the head with the two by four of truth, male, female.